Ve'eschanam. Until Parshas Nitzavim, uh, we don't read the regular Afteris. We read seven Afteris about the coming of Mashiach. And also the three weeks before Parshas Ve'eschanam, we don't read the regular Afteris about the Parsha of the week. We read instead Parshas about the destruction of Esamikash. So there's three Torah portions about the destruction of Esamikash, and followed by seven Torah portions about the coming of Mashiach. On the surface, these Torah portions have no connection to the content of the Torah portion that they're in. These Torah portions are, are, uh, have their content, and that Torah is about something else. It's about the coming of Mashiach, about comforting us after uh, the, the uh, commemoration of the destruction of the Semigdash. Then we read about the promise of Hashem of the coming of Mashiach, but it's not relevant specifically to the Torah portion of the week. That's what it would seem. However, the Shalom writes about Parshat Hayesha and Parshat Miketz, which fall out always in the time of the story of Hanukkah, the, the holiday of Hanukkah. That although the reason, um, um, the, although all the content of the Torah portion doesn't have to seemingly connection with the time the Torah, the, of the holiday of Hanukkah, since the holiday of Hanukkah falls out on, on around that time of those Torah portions, Everything in Torah is precise. The Shalah says there must be a connection between the Torah portion of those weeks and Hanukkah. Because everything in the world is by divine providence, how much more so uh, what is written in the Torah is certainly by divine providence. So we have to understand the connection between Parshas Kiseitse and the uh, and the, uh, and the coming of Mashiach. There must be something in this Torah portion which has to do with the coming of Mashiach. We look in the Torah portion. It doesn't seem to talk about the coming of Mashiach. In fact, the um, Torah portion talks about the halacha, the following halacha. It says a man divorces his wife and she remarries someone else. The halacha is, if she marries someone else, he, he is forbidden to remarry her. The first husband is forbidden to remarry his first wife. And this is analogous to the Hashem and the Jewish people. The reason why there is a husband and wife in this world is because Hashem and Jewish people are compared to a husband and wife. They're this, the, the, the union of Hashem and Jewish people is the source and the reason why there, there's such a concept of a connection between a husband and wife. So the fact that there is a prohibition for, for the husband to remarry his wife after getting divorced seems to, uh, seems to say that there are certain things we could do that can upset that connection to Hashem in a way that can't be fixed. So it's the opposite of something that's comforting, contrary to something which, which is uh, the opposite, something which, which, which is a very upsetting. It's something which is tragic. The husband is no longer able to remarry his wife. What is the analog of that, it would seem? Hashem's marriage to Jewish people was when he gave us the Torah, the sixth of Sivan. The Talmud compares the destruction of the first and second temple on the ninth above to a divorce. So the Jewish people went after other gods and they uh, left their husband, they married someone else they, after their divorce. So it would seem that Hashem is Hashem, unable to take us back in. So the Torah portion actually says something which is tragic, not something which is, which is positive. So how did that fit in with the content of the Torah, which is all about the coming of Mashiach? Which is, if that Torah is meant to be in sync with the Torah portion, contrary, the Torah portion is about a, a tragic event that has no rectification. So the Talmud actually says in Yuma, page 86, 
that the, the rules are changed when it comes to Hashem and Jewish people. It says in the Talmud, Gdola Teshuva, Tshuva is great. Tshuva <coughs> has the power to override laws of the Torah. Tshuva can override laws of the Torah. So that means by the power of us earnestly returning to Hashem, <coughs> so then Hashem can take us back. Even though the, by husband once the wife marries someone else, he can't take her back. But Gdola Tshuva, Tshuva is great, and Tshuva can override that. Now, question is number one, why is that? Why can Tshuva override the law of the Torah? Number one, if you see what the Gemara is saying. And number two, bigger question is, it doesn't answer our question. That only says in the Talmud, there's a concept that the Jewish people are able to override the law of the Torah. But the content of the Torah portion is still about separation, and a separation that can't be repaired. So how is it that the Torah portion itself is in sync with the content of the Haftorah, which is about the coming of Mashiach. The Haftorah is about the coming of Mashiach, and the Torah portion is about divorce. And yes, it's possible, Talmud says, for us to come back to Hashem, but that's not the Torah. The Torah is supposed to be in sync with the Haftorah, and it's not. So that's, that's the question that we're going to examine today. And before we get there, let's look at a similar statement of the Medrash to the Talmud. Um, similar, but which leads us to more questions, which hopefully will get us to a deeper answer. Mendes says like this. Mendes says that, first the Mendes brings down this um, teaching of the Talmud, that teshuva overrides the prohibition of taking back your wife after divorce when you marry someone else. Then the Talmud says that, um, Hashem says, Although I wrote in the Torah that the husband can't take back his wife once she marries someone else. However, God says, I am Hashem, I'm not a man. I said, a man who sends his wife away can't take back her, uh, can't, can't take back his wife once she marries someone else. However, Hashem says, I'm not a man. I have different rules. And then Hashem continues in the Medrash and says, what divorce have I sent you? So the Medrash has three completely different things. First, it says there's a divorce and there's a separation and there was a marriage to someone else. And therefore the rule should be, we can't go back. And the, but Shuvah is great, and Shuvah can bring us back. Then the Medrash says that Hashem says that I'm not a man, and therefore the, 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 this whole concept doesn't apply to me. And then Hashem says, why is, why even, who says there was ever a divorce? So the Medrash first indicates that there is a divorce, then it says that there's not a divorce. What's going on over here? So you have to say, that there is a concept of divorce, there's a concept of separation of us and Hashem, Hashem. But this separation is something which can be rectified through Tshuva. That Tshuva brings out something deeper that because of Tshuva there was no separation. That means on one level there is a separation, but Tshuva reveals a deeper bond that on that level there was no separation in the first place. What does that mean? And by understanding how this, uh, how, how there was no separation in the first place, or on the contrary, that through the separation is a greater bond, we'll see how this actually is. A, this, these verses about about divorce are actually verses of comfort. The Torah says, the law of divorce in this week's Torah portion. It says, a husband should set when he wants to divorce his wife, he sends her a book of divorce, Sefer Krisus. The word Krisus means that the divorce has to be absolute, it has to be very clear, he's separating her, there can't be anything tying them together, it has to be a 100% uh, 
like if the, the, the bill of divorce has some kind of stipulation, some condition that uh, that, will, that will leave the marriage intact in some way, divorce is not kosher. Divorce has the, the, the divorce only kosher if it's if it's clearest, if it cuts them up. That's the meaning of divorce. Divorce means to separate, total separation. If it's not a total separation, it's not a kosher divorce. On the other hand, the Hebrew word for this bill of divorce is a book of divorce. And the Talmud says the word book is referring to the book of the Torah. That means there's something analogous in the Torah to the divorce, which is a question. Because when was the marriage, marriage of Hashem and the Jewish people? The marriage of Hashem and the Jewish people was, we gave us the Torah. That was the marriage of Hashem and the Jewish people. So how, so how can the Torah is about our connection with Hashem? The Torah is about our bond with Hashem. Hashem gave us the Torah. He um, inspired us to, with great love to want to be connected to Him. As it says in the Talmud, the Talmud sounds like it's saying the opposite, but Chassidus explains the deep inner meaning of the Talmud. The Talmud says, Hashem put the mountain over our head and like a barrel and threatened us to, if we want we don't if we want to accept the Torah great if we don't accept the Torah then we're in trouble but Chassidus um, explains that the meaning of the barrel the Gemara compares the mountain to a barrel specifically because just like when you're in a barrel there's no place to go so too the love Hashem gave us when He gave us the Torah was so absolute was so unconditional there was no way that we had anything in us that could possibly reject His love it was, it was a love such a deep and powerful love we couldn't help ourselves but love Him back and say nah seven this one we'll do it before we understand so that's the meaning of the giving the Torah the giving the Torah is our marriage it's, it's our bond with Hashem and the, the, the but the Talmud is comparing a divorce with the Torah how comparison there are many laws that a bill of divorce has to have that is similar to the law of the Torah. For example, look in the, in the Torah, there is shirtut. Shirtut means that each there's, a, there's lines. The Torah is only kosher if there's lines. And so to a bill of divorce has to have lines, just like a Torah. So why, why is there a... Um, if, if the whole theme of the Torah is our connection with Hashem, and the, this, the bill of divorce is the opposite, represents our separation, so why are there so many laws of the Torah that are derived from laws of divorce that are derived from the giving of the, from, from the Torah? It's in fact it's titled, it's called Torah, it's called Sefer, like a Sefer Torah. Why is it called Sefer Torah? And even more. It's not just called the Sefer Torah. There are some laws of divorce which are even um, uh, which highlight unity more than a Torah. A Torah is allowed to be written on many animal hides. Torah is not to, have to be written on one single singular animal hide. Many clapping, many Torah hides are allowed to be used, animal hides are allowed to be used for a Sefer Torah. However, for divorce, there's a special law. It says in the Torah, it says in the Torah, Sefer, a book. The Talmud derives from the word book, Sefer Echad Ramachmana, believe, based on it has to be one book, not two books. Only one book is kosher, not two. That means what makes this divorce kosher is the fact that it's unity, not just unity of many pieces of animal hide into one book, but it has to be complete. It has to be something which is made of a one animal hide, something which can't be separate, something which is... A Torah scroll is, is, is many animal hides united in one book. But the divorce has to have even greater than that. The divorce has to have only one animal hide. That means a kind of connection where there is no possibility of separation, where there's no, such, no discussion of separation. So the question is, how is it 
that um, that the bill of divorce, which is about separation, is connected to such a great unity, and not just a great unity, but a unity in a way that there is no possibility for separation. What, what does that mean? Is that the questions? You follow? The love is more than, more than all those rules and all those you know, bonding with the husband. More than that. Oh. And, no, no. You keep on going. Hashem make all those rules and all those things. So you can do everything you want. You're saying 100% correct. There are two layers of a bond with Hashem. There's two, two different kinds of connection. It's called Kesher Golui, an open connection, and Kesher Pnimi, a, a Kesher Nelam, a hidden connection. Openly, in a revealed way. We connect to Hashem, we learn Torah, we learn Mitzvahs, we Tzedakah, we Daven. That's what we connect to Hashem. When we let go of that, what happens? So we're cutting off our connection to Hashem. Externally, externally we're cutting off our connection to Hashem. So Hashem gave us the Torah, there was a connection. When we serve the golden calf, we separate. When, when we did further sins in the time of, of, of the ninth above, the destruction of the first and second temple, we further separate. When Hashem sent us into exile, there's another deeper, a, a farther and farther separation from, from Hashem. But the truth is that this separation is only in the layer of our external bond with Hashem. But there's a deeper bond. The Gemara says, and Rama brings us in the laws of divorce, that if a husband sends a bill, if a husband needs to give a bill of divorce to his wife, and he doesn't want to do it, so the, when the Jewish court had power, what would the Jewish court do to a person who didn't have the power, who didn't want to divorce his wife? They would beat him up, and, they, and, and until he would say, I agree to divorce my wife. The obvious question is, if a divorce is only kosher, if he agrees to divorce his wife, he doesn't really agree, he's just saying he agrees. Doesn't mean it. And Ramam says, deep down, every Jew wants to do the will of Hashem. And so when he says he doesn't want to divorce his wife, which is, is not what he wants, what he really wants is, 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 to, is to do the will of Hashem. And Rebbe says, why does he learn this from the laws of the divorce? Why this, why, there are many laws in the Torah. How come the Rama mentions specifically in the laws of divorce of all places? There are other cases in the Torah where we also see the same concept, like the same halacha also applies on certain situations where a person brings a sacrifice. He also get forced until he says, I agree to give the, the, the funds for the sacrifice in certain situations. So how come the, the law of that, that a Jew wants the will of Hashem, how come this is specifically derived from the laws of divorce? So the answer is, is because we specifically want to, to point out this, you see the connection of Jew to Hashem specifically when he's in a state of divorce. When externally, on the outside, he's cut himself off completely from Hashem. He has no interest at all in anything. And therefore you would think he has no connection to it. It's, it's, he's not a, he has no interest, he doesn't want it, he doesn't like it, and he's angry about it. He's angry about, about his Judaism, he's rebellious. All the, you think there's no connection. The Torah says about the laws of divorce that even if a person is in a state of divorce from Hashem externally, there beyond all that, that's just external, but deep down he wants to want to do the will of God. And that's why the Talmud says that regarding the story of the sin of the golden calf, the Talmud says, The Jewish people were not really 
naturally able to make such a mistake. The mistake of the golden calf is something that we weren't naturally able to do. It was something which we were seduced into doing, but it wasn't something. It wasn't something that would. It, it wasn't something that 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 looking at who we were, we would do. But God caused us to do it. Why did God cause us to do it? To go do something which is, which in other words, the challenge was 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 in a way that the cards were stacked against us. It's not that we didn't have free will, but it was in a way that 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 there was a real like um, in a way that um, that was beyond a, a, a normal scenario. What was the point of of, of the, of the uh, they're being loaded dice? The time story the sim the golden calf. The point of this was in order leading pischan pelvalichut. So that people should be able later on in history, when you and I make mistakes, you might say, okay, I can never fix it. So, we, so, so Hashem tells us, look at your grandparents. Your grandparents made mistakes, and they also did Teshuvah. And so th- in order for people throughout history to be able to do Teshuvah, that's why Hashem caused them to make this mistake, so that we should always be able to do Teshuvah. We should always know we can do Teshuvah. That means that the separation that existed through the sin of the golden calf was only external separation. It wasn't a real separation. Deep down, as says in Tanya, even while a Jew does an Aveir, does a sin, his, his soul is faithful to Hashem. While you're doing the Aveir, while you're rejecting God, while you're rebelling against God, at that same moment, while you're rebelling against God, you are not, deep down, you don't want to do that. Deep down, you're one with Hashem. So, it's the, it's the, it's this, it's, it's two layers here. On the surface, you cut yourself off completely. It's divorce. On the other hand, what's shuva mean? To shuva means an expression of how you never were separate in the first place. So it's so when Hashem sends us eggs on the night of Av, which the problem compares to a, to a divorce, is it really a divorce? Externally, it's a divorce. Externally, it's a separation. But the purpose of this separation is only in order to reveal the deeper bond of the Jew and Hashem that that despite the fact that we are Medina Sayyam, we are, we are in a place of estrangement, we're in a place of confusion, it's a place of darkness. Unlike we got the Torah, where things were obvious, it was obvious when God gave us the Torah and showing us such love, it was obvious that we wanted to serve Hashem. So it's obvious that we wanted to be connected. But the giving the Torah, you didn't see the essence of a Jew being one with Hashem. Because the essence, of, it, it could be just because of the circumstance, because of the romance of the moment, because of God's love, that's why we responded with love to it. Where do you see that the essence of a Jew is one with the essence of God? It's specifically when there's a divorce. It's specifically when there's an estrangement. It's specifically when we're stuck in exile. And we, we, we can't see Hashem's truth. And we still decide to keep Torah mitzvahs. Anyways, where is that coming from? That's coming because the essence of the Jew is one with the essence of Hashem. So that's why when the Torah talks about divorce, what is the Torah, how does the Torah describe the divorce? Safer. Describes the divorce with a book, and not just a book, or the book of the Torah, but more than the book of the Torah. The book of the Torah has made up of many pieces of leather, but the, a, a bill of divorce is only made of one piece of leather, which represents that the purpose of this estrangement, the purpose of separ- separation, is in order to reveal how, the, how, how a deeper bond with God, beyond the, 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 the relationship when God gave us the Torah, to, to reveal God gave us the Torah, the connection is, is limited. It's a connection which could end, and it did. It, 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 there was a period of romance and there was a period of estrangement that, that there was a change however the purpose of this estrangement is to, to reveal a, the, the deeper bond and that's why um, the, the, the specifically in this Torah portion where the, we read the Torah 
about the coming of Mashiach, we talk about the idea of divorce because the inner meaning of divorce is a the inner meaning of Golos, inner meaning of the exile, is to create a deeper bond with us and Hashem, which we manifest in the coming of Mashiach. But the Jewish people aren't really satisfied with the meaning, deeper meaning in the exile. We're done with deeper meaning in the exile. We want, as the Torah says in this Torah portion, the yachts of a The woman gets divorced, then she remarries. And and so that's what the Talmud is saying, that the Shuba is great, it overrides the prohibition of the Torah. What's the Talmud saying? On There is a level of the Torah. The level of Torah, there is separation. There is a way God is called a man. And there is a way God is beyond the man. What does the Talmud say in the Medrash? God says the law of divorce, you can't remarry your divorce you once you marry someone else. When does that law apply? God says to a man. But I'm not a man. What does that mean? There is a way God contracted himself to the level of the world, of the worlds, where he contracted his life to be called a man, to have something analogous to human beings, just like a human being has ten parts of the soul, there are ten levels of the world of Atsilas. There is a way God contracted himself to the spiritual cosmos. At that level, there could be a divorce. At that level, there could be a separation. And at that level, there's a rule that you can't remarry your wife after she gets to marry someone else. But Hashem says, however, there's a deeper bond. The deeper bond is Shuva. And that's what the Torah means when it says Shuva is great. Shuva overrides the, 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 the prohibition of the Torah. That means Shuva reveals a deeper bond of Jew and Hashem, which is beyond the, the, the relationship discussed in the Torah. Shuva reveals how a Jew and Hashem are one beyond the connection that they make through, in a manifest way through the Torah. And that's why this, this Torah portion, which talks about divorce and separation, really is, is, is the story of the coming of Mashiach. The story of the exile really is also the story of the coming of Mashiach. And, and that's why it's very in sync with the a conclusion a, uh, of, of, um, of the Torah this week, the words of comfort of Bias Mashiach. The, the level we get after Yeshua, the level, the level we get after Yeshua, get that point. Yeah. And the, the level of the months of the Lord, to get that uh, point, is the same point of the uh, 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 yes, comparable yeah. with, with that. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the idea of El following. Yes, yes. The, the, the reason why El follows a month of, of of is because of this idea. El's renewal and our bond with Hashem after the separation of the land of El. But then we talk, in this point, <laughs> on Teshuvah, we're going to the, bring the Mashiach. But we get a rule when we get that point to join Hashem that level We're getting in touch with something which is analogous to coming Mashiach a month ago, absolutely. Uh, by the way, I saw some people send some uh, comments on the uh, on the YouTube. Sorry, I didn't get to your comments. You want to message me private, privately later. I'd be happy to answer your question. All right. Good to work. Thanks, man.